0: of started the process of looking into what i what we wanted to do and uh it was we were like oh we'll go in 10 20 minutes we sat in there for about two two and a half hours it kind of makes it more of a destination as opposed to oh yeah let me just kind of walk through walk by and uh pick up something it 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 just it drives people to want and need to come into the store when we take it off the out of the rotation, I, I get phone calls for the first week or so uh, from customers complaining that I, I, I took away their
1: favorite bread. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Crange. I'm joined today by John Davis, the owner of Great Harvest Bread Company in Fort Worth. John, thanks so much for joining me today.
0: Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, be on and uh, kind of tell you guys about us.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been excited to talk to you ever since um, we took a trip out there. The Culinary School of Fort Worth and I uh, took a trip out there, got a chance to see your facility about a, a week or two ago. Uh, we did a and a with you, a taste demo. So first of all, thanks again for that. But secondly, um, I was struck just immediately by how great everything smelled and looked um, in the store. How do you keep from eating your product all day?
0: Oh, it, it's very difficult. I mean, you walk <laughs> in every day and have all that fresh uh, baked bread and uh, sweets. I mean – uh, it definitely takes a lot of willpower, but uh, it, it definitely, um, yeah, it, it, it's anything fresh baked. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, there's very few things that uh, beat the smell of fresh baked bread that, uh, yeah, they, they, I, I definitely take a, a loaf or two home a week just to uh, keep those cravings at, at bay.
1: <laughs> and, and kind of the amazing thing I've, I've bought, since I've been there, I've bought two different loaves. Um, I love that that your loaves, they stay fresh. For you know about a full week, if not longer, um, which is awesome. So I'm sure that makes it even harder to not just be eating bread all the time. Considering you know you're bringing these loaves home and just eating them for the full week. Uh, But did you always know that the food industry was something you wanted to go into, or did that kind of take you by surprise?
0: It was uh, something that kind of took me by surprise. That I kind of uh, a hobbyist baker uh, my entire life. I uh, kind of played in the the kitchen. I I liked. the culinary arts but not enough to think that it was something that was more of a um uh, it, more than just a hobby um but as i kind of advanced in um my years and my experience and my uh my career i started looking for something that i wanted to do uh that was my own and uh, that was my family's and um, the the opportunity for great harvest and the, what the franchise offers um was kind of right in the wheelhouse of what i did for fun at home already Uh, so to have that kind of perfectly line up with something that i was having fun doing uh to be able to translate that into something i could uh do for a living uh just kind of felt too uh too perfect to pass up and so when that was kind of the, the deciding factor when we started this uh journey about four four and a half years ago um on uh trying to figure out what how uh how to bring great harvest to fort worth
1: so you were, you were making a lot of bread at your home then?
0: I, I was doing uh, sourdoughs uh, at home uh, back before uh, everybody started that with the pandemic. Um, uh-huh. And I was doing some, uh, the, it, I did sourdoughs and then uh, like pastries, kind of uh, muffins and cookies and cupcakes, things like that, uh, kind of as a, uh, just kind of something fun to do.
1: Okay, cool. So, uh, great harvest obviously is a, is a franchise. Um, had you encountered it elsewhere or how did you originally hear about great harvest?
0: Um, so oddly enough, uh, when I was younger, there was a great harvest in the town I grew up in. Um, but they, it was gone by the time I was old enough to kind of pay attention. Um, so that I, I did not realize that, but I did, um, get to know Great Harvest through uh, my wife's family's from Wisconsin. And it's actually a, a much better known uh, quantity up there. And um, so we on a family vacation up there went into a Great Harvest and started talking to the owner. And it was something that, oh, let's just kind of chat and see where this goes. Uh, we kind of started the process of looking into what I, what we wanted to do. And uh, it was we were like, oh, we'll go in 10, 20 minutes. We sat in there for about two, two and a half hours talking <laughs> with the owner and uh, just walked away. I mean, we were sitting there eating bread and talking about the process and uh, what the business model looks like. And it just seemed uh, serendipitous and just kind of that too perfect to uh, to walk away from. So,
1: so what's the uh, process there of, of going from point A, talking to the owner there and, and just learning about the company and, and you know deciding basically that you want to buy um, one of these franchises to then actually bringing it to Fort Worth. I don't know if that's maybe point like F or G, like I don't know how many points you had in between there, but what was that process like?
0: So um, the initial process uh, we did a lot of due diligence uh, and that was encouraged by the franchise um, that they get, they provided uh, about five or six different owners and ownership groups to reach out to, um, and th- this was after we had done our own due diligence of talking to the, the owners up in Wisconsin that we had met, um, that they, they, were, they were all over the country. There was uh, some down in Houston, some down in, or some in New Mexico, uh, some in uh, the, the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so we spent about um, a week reaching out to all those owners, two weeks to, uh, trying to get information and making sure that this truly was uh, the, uh, the right fit. Um, that they, they found people who were new store owners and some, uh, I mean, there are some stores that have been around 30 years, 25, 30 years. Um, so we got to talk to some of them. Uh, so that was the initial before signing any official paperwork, uh, other than an NDA. Um, we started talking with them. Uh, after we did that, I actually went up to the, uh, franchise office, which is in, uh, Dillon, Montana. Uh, very small town, blink you miss it kind of place uh, but uh that 's where the franchise he- uh headquarters is and uh, so I was up there for um two days uh meeting with the staff there the uh the support staff um, the the uh the c e o and actually the the chief marketing officer as well um, so i mean they they ran me up and down the gamut to make sure I was a fit for them and they, that i was a um, that they were a fit for me. Uh, so once we kind of got through that, that's when we um, signed officially signed uh, the offer. I mean, it was basically a job interview, so they, that was the the offer letter that they sent, and uh, to be able to bring the franchise. Um, so part of once that process was finished, that's when the fun began of trying to find a location and uh, getting all the equipment lined up and start uh, all the the renovations of our space. That um, we fortunately found our space on Magnolia even before it hit the market, that we had a, a, a realtor who had a, a inside with uh, the, owner, the owners of the building, and so we got the chance to uh, get in there before it even officially hit the market, um, and so we're, we're very lucky that we found our Magnolia location.
1: Um, and, and why was it Fort Worth? I, I know um, you didn't grow up here, so had you moved here and just fell in love with the city, or what was it about Fort Worth?
0: Uh, so my wife and I actually both went to TCU. Uh, okay. so we're, we're both Me frogs as well, and by the uh, way. Uh, go frogs. Yep. <laughs> and, um, so we, both of us started at TCU with the idea of, okay, we'll come here and then kind of go, cause neither of us are from here, uh, that, okay, we'll go to college and then we'll figure out where we're going after that. Um, then we both, I mean, we met each other, we, both got jobs, fell in love with the city. We're like, yeah, we're not leaving anytime soon. <laughs> so have no, have no visions of uh, getting out of here. Uh, we're we are definitely Fort worth for life right now. So, okay, uh, cool. So
1: yeah, yeah, I, that's how uh, we ended up here. I, I have basically the same story there. Uh, went to the school at TCU um, pretty much decided that I was going to go live somewhere else and then got sucked in by Fort worth. And, and now I can't imagine leaving. So um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd have to imagine that opening up any kind of food or drink related shop um has to be a scary undertaking. It's just something like I, I think this is our fifty-sixth, fifty-seventh episode, and everyone I talk to, I, I just can't imagine really doing it myself. Um just just the fear that goes into that 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 everyone relays. Um is any of that relieved by opening with a franchise as opposed to your own independent location?
0: Um there's some um, but it's more a the franchise offers more of a support system uh, so you're not having to reinvent a lot of things uh, I mean they have a lot of the documents the the cleaning checklists and the applications and things like that kind of in place where you don't have to spend all that time and energy um, building that
1: mm-hmm. but
0: even as a franchise owner you're still putting in your own money your own time your own energy i mean it's still this whether um whether it's your your own creation of a of a location or it's a franchise it's still that same uh investment um uh, in all of those things which i, I think most uh, owners would agree that's that's where all your sleepless nights and yeah. all your uh, heartburn comes from so it's not the oh i didn't know how to create a checklist. It's where's my money going and when when am I getting my money back? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Tell me a little bit about uh, how Great Harvest is a unique franchise. I know there's something you were talking about when we were there, Um, but you do get, obviously you said they gave you those checklists and stuff, but um, they did give you more creative freedom, I think, uh, than than some other places. Is that right?
0: Yes, that is correct. So the, the model is what they call a freedom franchise. Um, and the, I think the easiest way for somebody to understand it is uh, it's, it's almost like a licensee uh, agreement where I, I get to use their name. I get um, the wheat berries uh, that, that we purchased from Montana as a, a big collective group. Uh, but each location truly is independently owned and operated, that we all have our own uh, menus. We all have our own bake schedules. We all have our own look and feel. Uh, we all have uh, our own hiring practices. And uh, so it just, it all depends on what fits that community. And that's one of the things that really attracted us to Great Harvest is that, yeah, it says Great Harvest on the door, but it's really uh, my shop that I, I get to decide what's, what's going out the door for customers to buy. Uh, and it's, I'm not, it's not being dictated to me on uh, what,
1: what we have to do and
0: how we have to do it
1: do you have certain sales you have to hit or anything like that where they would step in and, and change that? Or, or is it, you know, are you truly out basically on an Island by yourself there?
0: We're, we're basically on an Island by ourselves okay. that uh yeah, they, they're kind of a safety net with some ideas and things to help spur uh that sales. But uh yeah, it's that, there's no thresholds or anything like that. It's totally on us.
1: I think that's awesome. It's, it's kind of the best of both worlds there. And I think it's cool that, you could go to your hometowns. Um, that's, I guess, no longer there, but that great harvest or the ones in Missouri or, or here, and, and it would be something different every time, um, which, which I think is really neat. Um, how do you come up with your different breads? I mean, my favorite was definitely the, the sourdough. I told you I've, I've bought a couple of loaves uh, yeah. since then, but, but how are you coming up with your different breads, and uh, do you have any that are your favorites?
0: Um, so, my personal favorite uh, right now is definitely our sourdough. We've, we did some tweaking to some recipes to get it just perfect. But uh, one of those that uh, my, my, my second is uh, a bread we call our Popeye bread. Uh, um, it's a, a mixture of white and wheat flour with roasted red peppers, spinach and Parmesan cheese is really good on a grilled cheese sandwich. And uh, this, the, one, we've done some wholesale accounts for some of the restaurants up and down Magnolia as well for that same uh, purpose. Um, but to circle back to the, how do we come up with some of the ideas around it, everything? Um, we, I've been blessed with some uh, very creative um, employees on the, on the baking side that they, we've, we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. On uh, what's going on, that I, I I wish I could say I was the genius who could come up with all these uh, these flavor combinations, but it it really is um, some great employees that have uh, helped kind of push us on uh, some creative outlets, and uh, so it, it's definitely a collaborative um, environment with the the employees that we all kind of work together on. The, okay, what what would what do we have in house and what can we kind of do to uh, make this uh, work as a, uh, as a great bread or a great sweet or even a a sandwich and uh, toast. So
1: it does seem like the restaurants I talk to that are the most successful or, or um, you know, whatever cafes, you know, breweries, whatever that are the most successful are the ones that do collaborate uh, with their employees. So um, I think that's really cool that, that you're bouncing ideas off of each other and, uh, you didn't get into kind of a power trip of, of needing to have all your own ideas only <laughs> on there. Right. Right. Um, so that's, that's good for you guys. Uh, why did you guys decide to go in the direction? I, I don't know if you can tell where I'm from is New Jersey. I'm just catching myself saying you guys so much um, <laughs> instead of y'all. So I, I apologize. Yep. I'm kind of outing myself. Um, but But why did you decide to do the daily specials approach with some of your breads instead of making them all every day?
0: Um, the, the daily specials, I think just gives a reason for somebody to, to come back in, uh, every day and kind of see what we've got, uh, uh, for the variety that, um, and also knowing that, um, it kind of makes it more of a destination as opposed to, oh yeah, let me just kind of walk through, walk by and, uh, pick up something. It, it, it just, it drives people to want and need to come into the store, uh, to, and, when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, we also we do uh, have our breadboard operational, which is where we offer samples of all of our bread. So that gives a, an opportunity for our customers to um, kind of try everything that we, we make. And it, again, it just gives a reason to come back. It's not just a, um, oh, yeah, I know I can get that anytime. It's you, 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 you got to watch and pay attention to the, the, the bake schedule on what's coming up and when, uh, when to come in and see
1: us. And I think the other reason to come back not only with the breads, but you've got other food on the menu as well. Uh, you've got jams and jellies. Uh, I, I bought some apple butter, which was great. Um, what's the rest of your menu look like, and what are some of your favorites there?
0: Uh, so yeah, we are a fully functional bakery cafe. We uh, do. Um, we have an assortment of sandwiches and salads. Uh, on the uh, sandwich side, uh, our most popular uh, is our uh, smoked turkey goddess. It's a uh, turkey. Um, smoked turkey with Havarti cheese, uh, lettuce, tomato, and our uh, house-made avocado goddess dressing. Uh, it's really, really good. And uh, heads and shoulders ab- above the rest of our sandwiches is our number <laughs> one. Um, and we also, we have a, uh, our Fresh Seasons Grain Bowl uses that same avocado uh, goddess dressing as well. That's another really popular one. Uh, but um, my favorite sandwich is, uh, we have what we call our sophisticated grilled cheese. It's um, cheddar, provolone, bacon, and Granny Smith apples with a uh, pepper jelly, uh, on your on your choice of bread, and that's one where I, I get it either on the sourdough or that Popeye. The, the the Popeye, the mixture with the spinach and the red peppers and the pepper jelly, it's just a, a great combination. So uh, that's one that we uh, when we take it off the out of the rotation, I I get phone calls for the first week or so. Uh, from customers complaining that I, I've, I took away their favorite bread. But we, we circle it back in uh,
1: seasonally as, uh, as demand comes back. I, I honestly, I can't believe I've never eaten there for lunch. Um, it, it just seems like my perfect spot for lunch. So I'm, I'll definitely be making it out for a sandwich. Uh, they look really good. What, what are the hours um, on lunch and, and maybe just your store hours in general for anyone listening that wants to go uh, check it out?
0: So our our sandwiches and salads are available all day. Um, So our uh, store hours are uh, Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30. And then Saturday, 8 to 4. And then closed on Sunday.
1: Okay, perfect. So all day, salads and sandwiches, uh, go check them out. Uh, Let's talk about COVID here for a minute and, and some of the changes you've had to make during this time. Uh, What are some of the things you've implemented during COVID that you plan on keeping moving forward from here?
0: Um, Definitely online ordering. Um, That's one of those that we had in place, but it wasn't very effective and we didn't really drive it. It was something that um, we just kind of had just because I knew it was something that was needed to be in our uh, just, part of our business Mm -hmm. but uh with covid hitting and it just prolonging everything uh we really got in there and cleaned up the site and made it look much nicer and made started adding more and more options where uh before it may have only been like the sandwiches and salads and we just kept the breads out because trying to keep up with the online inventory and in-store inventory was a little more work than i i had wanted to put in at the time but now that we're um that this is something that we we'll be dealing with for the next few months, if not longer, yeah. um, we, we definitely cleaned that up and found effective ways to, uh, track everything and make sure that every customer's uh, served and every customer gets what we can. We do everything we can to uh, help our customers out. Um, we've also done uh, curbside pickup where we've, uh, partnered with our uh, our neighbors in the building to uh, try to hold the spots in front of our building uh so for people who don't want to get out of their cars we we definitely um have uh we have spots for everybody but we also have our parking lot behind the building where we'll we will bring out your order to you and so that way you don't have to get out of the car that's something we definitely will uh, continue going forward and one of the things we're working on getting rolled out we're just having some uh software issues right now so i uh, this is kind of inside baseball for you um, <laughs> is trying to do um, deliveries by uh, zip code or uh, by city uh, in the area. So that way we can uh, do, we can take pre-orders and do uh, deliveries in the afternoons out to uh, the, the surrounding uh, cities and uh, zip code. So that way we're kind of servicing that, those who don't want to leave the house just yet. And uh, we're, we've talked to some other owners who are having a lot of success with that. And so that's something we're trying to get implemented, but uh, as all things like this, technology is the, the big uh, hurdle that we're trying to jump over right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think probably the most interesting thing I've been learning, and, and you kind of echoed it as well, but uh, just from a lot of the people I've been talking to, um, is that uh, while obviously everything <laughs> has been um, almost, you know pretty much negative uh, through COVID times, um, there's been at least some positives that you can pull. Uh, from From your own restaurant and and good things you know moving forward, how do you see this pandemic affecting the future of the restaurant industry as a whole moving forward um, or or maybe just on a smaller scale, you know how how do you see it affecting fort Worth and and what are some of the changes you think you know all restaurants are going to have to be making moving forward?
0: Um, i I think the online order I mean everybody having some kind of app or some kind of online ordering. Um, that's their own. I think will um, be a necessity going forward. I mm-hmm. think, um, I think once things normalize, I think what's really potentially going to get hurt is those third-party uh, delivery apps like an Uber Eats or uh, uh, Grubhub or DoorDash, yeah. because everybody's going to be moving to. Well, you can just place it on our website and pick it up, or or I mean, there will still always be a need for delivery, but. Um, I just I, I think that's going to be a, a major impact on uh, the the restaurant in, industry is the the number of places that have their own websites now for you to order uh, where the, a lot of people are like oh I don't need that right now. Um, other I mean it, it's gonna other than that I think there's going to be um, unfortunately a, a, a massive thinning of some of the restaurants that were. We're, we're fringe uh, getting by. Uh, I mean, we've already seen some of it and that's a terrible and very unfortunate for everybody. Um, and so I think it's gonna um, potentially consolidate a lot of the service, a lot of the restaurant industry into um, more of the, the chain types for a little while till mm-hmm. people can recover financially. And I I, th- I think that's gonna be a a real struggle for the consumer for a little while is that uh they want those mom and pop shops, they want those small local eateries. And uh until things kind of stabilize, it may be hard for those guys to survive or even get started again.
1: Yeah, I think I I totally agree with you. I I think you really hit the nail on the head there. Um so it's as always a good time to remind people to go, you know, eat support your local restaurants and, and support your local places. And um if you're looking for somewhere to get bread why not great harvest bread company is a, you know, a great spot. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so looking ahead to the future, um, uh, on a more, uh, you know, singular level, what are your plans for, um, great harvest bread company moving forward? Do you see another location at some point? Do you see, um, more additions to the menu, anything like that? Or do you want to just keep riding how you're doing as, as it's been really successful so far? Um,
0: we're always tweaking our menu. I'm actually uh, in the process this week of doing, getting ready for our fall uh, bake uh, schedule. So uh, one of our most popular items is our, our pumpkin chocolate chip muffin, and uh, uh, our pumpkin chocolate chip bread will start coming back probably um, uh, ten days or so. Uh, we've actually we've we got a uh, an account that's been buying some, so we uh, we've actually been baking it on Saturdays a lot that's of the time. Nice. Uh, so that we we've started get kind of dipping our toe in, but that's definitely um, one of our big things. So we, we, we're starting on uh, tweaking the, the bake schedule and getting us back into uh, a more fall themed type products. Um, and one of the things we're also working on is uh, rolling out some more varieties of sourdough. I know that that's uh, something that everybody's been real happy with what we've been doing, but trying to get it a, on a more consistent basis with uh, some of the favorites that we've, uh, test baked throughout all of this. So we'll, we'll have those coming soon. And then, uh, also working, uh, with my uh, sandwich team and my manager on coming up with a good, uh, some, some tweaks and some good ideas for our sandwiches, uh, going forward. Uh, one of the things that we did with the menu that land that launched right before COVID, uh, was we had a battle of the sandwiches that, uh, obviously with COVID didn't quite translate the way we wanted it to, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's something that we're looking at rolling out again is uh, getting some ideas, but uh, with uh, one, one from uh, uh, different members of the staff that, Hey, what, what are your ideas? And uh, have that be kind of the, the competition and see, see which one w- wins. So oh, that's awesome. uh, we'll pro- we'll probably do that again uh, on this next update. And again, probably, it latest the end of the month so kind of going into the holiday season and so that's that's their goal is find something kind of fall holiday themed on uh for the flavors on and how to, to roll that out
1: so do you 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 mentioned doing the pumpkin um and it just got me thinking about other kind of seasonal type stuff do you um uh, do a big christmas pre-orders just if people are planning ahead um and then what are some of your other favorite um seasonal items that you guys would make
0: so yes, we do do uh, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas pre-orders. Um, and that, that's actually how we started our online site was we were getting, we're driving people to that instead of doing like a paper order form. Um, of the seasonal items, um, the pumpkin chocolate chip. I mean, my kids eat, I mean, if I don't come home with one every day, my kids will try to strangle me because they, <laughs> they, they just love those so much. So that, that's definitely a number one. Um, but I, it sounds kind of really basic, but our, uh, our dinner rolls are amazing. They're, we call them, uh, Virginia rolls. They're made with, uh, potato flakes, butter, uh, white and wheat flour. And I mean, they're just so light and fluffy and that perfect, especially around the holidays, that perfect compliment, uh, for, for your, uh, heavy holiday meals. Uh, and we also do them as a, uh, around Christmas, we have a, uh, a mold that looks like a Christmas tree. So it's even a good centerpiece, uh, that, w- that w- people have been really happy with. So, that's cool. uh, yeah, it, it's not the most, not the most, um, unique, but it's, it's <laughs> just so good. And we, we do them primarily around the uh, holidays, uh, because that's when, uh, everybody's looking for something.
1: I, I think if there's one thing I could just eat all day, it would probably be dinner rolls. Uh, so I'll definitely be, I'll definitely be picking perfect, up some perfect. of those. I'm also, I, I love the, uh, coconut, I can't, I, coconut cinnamon. I can't remember what exactly it was, uh, muffin that I'd gotten. Um, so if the pumpkin chocolate chip, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be that times a thousand. So I'm definitely going to oh, try yes. that. Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm excited.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, good, well, good.
1: Well, John, thank you so much again uh, for coming on today. I just want to wrap it up here um, by, can you let everyone know um, just once again, where they can find your store and then also how they can keep up with you guys on social media?
0: Yes. uh, So we are located at uh, 1305 West Magnolia, uh, right next to a Voka coffee shop right across the street from uh, Lily's Bistro. Uh, And as I said earlier, we do have a parking lot behind our building. So, Um, That's a big uh, differentiator for those uh, who know the Magnolia area. Uh, You can follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at uh, Great Harvest FTW. And our website is funkytownbread.com.
1: Okay. Uh, That sounds great. Um, I will uh, include those in the uh, description for the show as well. So if you didn't catch all that, um, just look down in the description. Um, you'll have all that there. But, John, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I'm, now I'm hungry. You've gotten me hungry, uh, looking for some bread, looking for some muffins. But um, I, I appreciate your time today.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. The Culinary School of Fort Worth offers a nine-month program that has savory, baking and pastry, kitchen management classes, as well as a two-month externship that will be at the end of your nine-month program. If you are interested in learning more about the school or coming out for a tour, uh, you can call 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Or you can head to their website, csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu.